Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Oh, you know it's a good day when we got a mock draft and we got another mock from Mel. Love it. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 as well. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, Christopher Kellerman Kid. Good morning, big fella. I think Max is still bleeding from where you got him. Yeah, I cut him deep that time. Oh, I mean, listen, I wasn't even looking for it. Of yeah. course, we always talk about his dusty Air Force Ones. I don't know why the guy can't get a clean pair of white Air Force Ones mm. to wear to save for his life. But this morning, he decided to get up and wear a sweater Really nice knit sweater, mm-hmm. but it had holes in the armpits of the sweater. Oh, my God. And he was unaware of Even it. Even I'm so, like, So while we're on, doing Max. the show, he's leaning back with his arms behind his head. He's cadillac right? And I'm just like, you don't feel that breeze coming into your armpits, though? You don't, I mean, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that's not a design element of the sweater. I don't think Ma- it Max, is. Max, you make too much money to have all of them holes in your sweater, bro. You know what? He's, I'll tell you what, the second you walk into room, a uh, room these days with him, he's going to start putting his, his fists up to cover his face to make sure he's okay. Yeah, and I mean, here's in the thing. Max terms. In and the it's ring. a nice sweater. It's a cashmere wool sweater that he's wearing. Like, listen, I'm not rich shaming anybody. Like, I'm not, sh- like, he could come in with a, a hoodie, a sweatshirt, and be cool. But he decided to wear a cashmere sweater. So when you go that route, it's got to be yeah. on point. Yeah. You can't have a cashmere sweater on that got holes in it, dog. No, 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 That's no. That's just no, not no. going to work. No, 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 no. Not even I would try to pull that. Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely we are, not. as I said, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's just roll. Here we go. go, go. Only one place to start. Bryce Young has a chance to be a superstar. Manufactured weight to get to 204, but what are you going to be in November of 2023 when you're playing in the NFL? I'm confident in myself. I know what I can do. I think he's a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes. Yes, the mock draft from Mel Kuyper Jr., the latest, has dropped on ESPN.com, and that is our one place to start, brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Mel's got four quarterbacks in the top five in this draft. He's got a trade of the Indianapolis Colts moving up to the third spot, something we've talked about uh, an awful lot with teams wanting to move up to three. But the surprising aspect of it for me, Christopher Canty, is that he has the Colts trading up to three to take Will Levis. I have to tell you, I know that we have four quarterbacks that could go, as Mel says, in the top five, most assuredly in the top ten, That one's a stretch for me because I don't believe the Colts are going to go in that direction. And I think out of these quarterbacks, from everything I have seen and getting ready to to host the draft on ESPN Radio as we are on April 27th and 28th, everything I have seen points to me that there are two good quarterbacks in these four, and it's Bryce Young and it's C.J. Stroud, who Mel has going number one. Yeah, we never see all of the quarterbacks taken at the top of the draft when you have a class where you – have four or five quarterbacks in the first round. You never see all of those guys pan out. A lot of it has to do with fit. A lot of it has to do with scheme and the coaches that are responsible for developing those players. But they never all pan out and realize their full potential. And so you're looking at the places that these guys are going to go and you're saying, can Indy develop Will Levis and get the most out of him? Um, that That's a question that remains to be seen. Now, I do have a lot of confidence in Shane Steichen, their new head coach. Remember, he was the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. But as far as the organization goes, this is a move that they have to make. 
Everybody in the NFL knows that that number three pick is up for grabs. And if you're Indy, a quarterback-starved franchise, you have to make the move to get up so you can have your pick of the two quarterbacks that will be left on the board after the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans make their selection. So I get what you're saying. You might be on the fence about Levis. Maybe you don't trust him. Maybe you didn't like what you saw from him at Kentucky. But, big fella, need is need. Yeah. And so you're going to see teams reach because it's such a quarterback-centric game in today's NFL. I understand that, Chris. But we have looked at the last 15 years in particular and seen that the quarterback hit rate at the top of the draft has dropped pretty precipitously. Yeah. We're talking about 30 35% hit rate on first-round quarterbacks since 2010. Now, yeah, you never really get more than two quarterbacks. But to me, there's no matter a, how many get drafted in the first round, you yeah. never get more than two. Think about the 2018 draft class. We saw five quarterbacks get taken in the first round. It was Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Lamar Jackson. Only two of those guys hit. That would be Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I would argue that to me, it's never been more obvious in a group as to which guys were going to hit. And it's Stroud and it's, it's Bryce Young. Mm. Because. When I look at the other two guys, I know that we get into measurables and I know that we get into what we see at the combine and all those kinds of things and how, how well Anthony Richardson uh, threw the football at the combine and how athletic he is. And the same thing with Levis, a guy that uh, guys look at, well, he's got an absolute cannon for an arm. All of that's great. At what point do we start to focus back on what the production was? Mm. And when you talk about Levis and you talk about Richardson, Richardson in particular, you talk about a lack of accuracy last season. And with Levis, Chris, the last two years, 23 interceptions. I mean, at what point does that stuff start to count? And if I'm, for instance, the Indianapolis Colts, and I can't get one of those two top guys, I know it's a need. Am I really talking myself into somebody at that point to where the development and I'm going to look at a guy and say I can save him when maybe you can't necessarily do that? Well, out of desperation, it sets teams back further. Well, well, let me say this. As it pertains to Will Levis, he's at Kentucky. Not necessarily known to be a football powerhouse or a juggernaut. He's in the SEC, so he's playing against the likes of Georgia – Alabama, LSU, schools like that, programs that are perennially in the conversation for college football playoffs, national championships. He's operating at a talent deficit in terms of the pieces around him when he's going head-to-head against the Bryce Youngs of the world or against um, you know the, 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 the kid from Georgia. Jalen uh, Carter? J- no, no, I'm not talking about Jalen Carter. I'm talking about the quarterback, um, ben, uh, Bennett. Oh, Stetson uh, Bennett. Stetson Bennett. He's yeah. operating at a deficit when it comes to the supporting cast that those quarterbacks have to work with. So that won't be the case in the National Football League. So a lot of this is projection. What you think he will be based on – prototypes based on the tangibles so that's size that's arm talent that's athleticism all of those pocket awareness those are all of the things that you're judging him on and based on what you're seeing from the tape Will Levis has that and so you you'd like to think that if you have competent coaching and the right complementary pieces around Will Levis that he's going to develop into a franchise quarterback listen I get that But when we talk about the talent deficit, we also talk about quarterbacks being force multipliers. And you can be at Kentucky and not have as much 
talent as everybody else, but they haven't been bad. They haven't been a perennial loser, and he's not playing. At, it's even like North Dakota State. We've seen guys come out of there and be okay. Sure. Wentz, first couple of years of his career, we don't know what Trey Lance is yet. My point is, yeah, but who is North Dakota State played against? No, I. Th- that's the other thing. Uh, like, I understand that, yeah. but that doesn't mean everything to me. What, what it what does mean something to me is that he is good enough where he's positioning his team to be better. But I don't talk. I don't worry about talent deficits when he's going up against the SEC every week. You know, because he's going to be doing that in the NFL. Yeah, but he's going to have other NFL players helping him. He's going to have NFL-caliber wide receivers. He's going to have NFL-caliber offensive linemen. He didn't have that at Kentucky. That matters. So, I mean, you know, there's only so far that coaching is going to be able to overcome those obstacles in college. And so I think that's the thing thing that we're looking at with Levis. I get it. It's more of a projection than Bryce Young, than C.J. Stroud, because you're seeing those guys do it with NFL-level talent, and you're seeing those guys – play for national titles. Well, I understand like, that. Oh, but like, for instance, was it like Wandale Robinson, Kentucky? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a guy that he had two years ago that caught 100 passes. So there are guys. He had one there. guy. Right. One guy. I don't think it's just you're, one you're guy. You're pointing out this, one guy. Think about all of I'm the guys that Bryce Young has had. Think about all of the guys that C.J. Stroud has oh, had. I, I it's, not, it's not a comparison. Chris, I completely agree with that because we can easily – Look at Dwayne Haskins and a ridiculous uh, amount of numbers that he put up at Ohio State in his one year as a starter and point to that and say, well, that had a lot to who do with Who was the offensive rookie else. of the year this past year in the NFL? Yeah. I, who, was, who was it? What was his name? The uh, What's his name? Uh, From the Jets. Garrett yes, Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Where did he go to school? He went to Ohio State. Okay, who was throwing him passes last year? I understand. Okay, all right. I understand, but I also watched Stroud in a game against Georgia – where he has to go and make plays on his own, where he has to go run 25 yards on two different plays down the stretch of those games to just put him in, and he put him in position And who to was the he game. throwing the ball to? Marvin Harrison Jr., who's going to be a top 10 pick. He was hurt he in that out. game in the second half of that game. But he had over 100 yards receiving at that point when he got hurt. Yes. What are you talking about? Well, you gotta, I'm talking about late in the game. He wasn't there. I, I, I get it. All I'm simply saying is he's got guys that are – not just NFL caliber players, but guys that but, we're going to look at as difference makers in the NFL. Will Levis did not have that at Kentucky. All right, let me put it another way. If I'm asking you right now, if, if we can agree on the idea that there's only going to be two guys that come out of this, out of these four. At can most, we agree on that? At most, yeah. Because, I mean, you look at the last decade of the NFL drafts. I mean, when you have drafts that have three, four, five quarterbacks that go in the first round, only two of them hit. Mm-hmm. You're only talking about two at most. Okay, hit. so here's my question. Who are you betting on? C.J. Stroud is one of them. Yep. Uh, the other three are crap. The other three are crapshoot. I-, I love Bryce Young, but he's small. Will Levis is a projection. Anthony Richardson is a projection. Now, this, that's a guy from Florida, and Anthony Richardson, that hasn't had the same offensive system since high school. So, I mean, I, there, there are some built-in excuses for him as well as to why we didn't see him you know, put up bigger numbers at Florida last year. So I, I, I don't know. And I think that's where your scouts, your talent evaluators, and your coaching staff have to all huddle up 
and see which guy is the best fit for your program and which guy that you think can you can get to realize their potential. Graney, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. There are many, many other things to look at in Mel's uh, latest mock draft up on ESPN.com right now. And the great Mel Kuyper is going to join us in just five minutes. You're going to want to be here for that when he explains not just some fascinating options for the Jets, for the Giants, for a few other teams uh, in the top 15, but also why one player in particular, in particular, I can say it, in particular, is not falling (laughs) quite as far as we would have anticipated. It's all on the way. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. The 2023 NFL Draft. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. Live from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. The NFL Draft is officially open. It all begins with round one, Thursday, April 27th on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. With the first pick. Canty and I will be hosting it along with Mike Tannenbaum and Ian Fitzsimmons. Looking forward to that in Kansas City, April 27th and 28th here on ESPN Radio. We are in for Greeny today, the great Mel Kuyper Jr. in 20 seconds. March is a huge month for basketball. It takes top talent to help these incredible teams get to this level. And if you're hiring, you can find top talent with ZipRecruiter. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Slash Greeny. We welcome in Mel right now, ESPN NFL draft analyst. He has got his latest mock draft up on ESPN.com. 
Mel, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, we appreciate it. As always, we know it's a busy time for you as we ramp up to the draft at the end of next month. So this mock draft in particular, you really like doing it about a month out. Why is that? Well, I think when you get past the free agency signings, guys, you get the, you know, some of the guys, the initial signings, you know what teams were targeting, you know what they needed. Did they attack it in the draft? Would that take some needs away going into the draft? Would that maybe create some needs that you didn't expect that they lost a player or two? So you react to free agency. The only problem with this is it's before some pro days, so that's important for some of the guys that didn't work out at the combine, but there's never a, a perfect ideal time for this. I got Mach 4.0 coming out. Actually, uh, that will be coming out. April 11th, so a few weeks before the draft, I'll have Mach 4.0, which will give me a chance to incorporate some of the pro days into that. But for right now, I like to get those free agent signings out of the way, and that's why I come out with it when I do. Mel, early on in the process, a lot of draft evaluators had Bryce Young as the first quarterback taken in this year's draft. In your latest mock, you have C.J. Stroud. Why is he the pick for the Carolina Panthers? I think, guys, uh, Chris, it's, it's most basically Frank Reich. It's uh, looking at his history. Uh, he says, well, you know, that doesn't mean I won't take uh, you know, Bryce Young. It's, but he's an outlier, and we've never had in the history of the NFL draft, the common draft, a quarterback this size, 5'10 and a quarter, 204 pounds, when you put it both together, and that's 204 was manufactured. We don't know if he can maintain that weight through the year. Played at around 180, 185. So uh, with that in mind, I think for Frank Reich, C.J. Stroud fits kind of the physical profile of size. You know, the arm strength isn't elite, but it's certainly good enough, and he's super accurate. He doesn't throw interceptions. Last two years, he's at 70%. His touch-interception ratio is, is remarkable. He just doesn't throw. Like Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't throw interceptions. So C.J. Stroud out for that reason, for what Frank Reich has had and what I think he wants in a quarterback. Uh, that's why he's number one for me right now. Mel, does the 5'10.5 bother you less than the 204 does? I think the, the, the 5'10 and a quarter, Chris, doesn't bother. It's the weight. It's, it's the physical yeah. stature. He's not thick like uh, Kyler Murray. He doesn't have that frame to necessarily hold that weight or carry. Keep in mind, Kyler was 207, 210 coming out. That was legit weight. He maintained that. This, this was a manufactured 204. And when you say, okay, what will you be from September until January in the NFL, that long NFL season, and you're going to get guys like Chris Candy getting after you, uh, you know, can you hold up physically? That's what we worry about Miami now. Now with Tua, can Tua hold up? So when you get a quarterback like Bryce Young, it's going to be that worry. And, of course, even this past year, he had the shoulder. He only played two years in Alabama. He was injured this past year with the shoulder. So when you're that size and you're an outlier, we've never had this in the history of the draft in the first round, let alone the first or second pick. The teams I talk to say it has to be a worry. There's no, you can say it isn't. If you say it isn't a worry, you're crazy. Talking with ESPN NFL draft analyst Mel Kuyper Jr. on Greeny Mock Draft 3.0 for Mel Kuyper up on ESPN.com. And Mel, I'm sitting here looking at the third overall pick, and right now it's currently held by the Arizona Cardinals. You have the Indianapolis Colts trading up from four to three. Now, we do know, based on reports, that the Las Vegas Raiders were trying to trade up to the number one overall pick with the Chicago Bears. Why did you see the Colts trading up at three as opposed to the Las Vegas Raiders? Well, I think when you look at the Colts and you say, okay, they can go, Arizona can drop one spot, Chris. If they drop down to seven, they lose Will Anderson Jr. and probably Jalen Carter. 
So they'll lose the top two defensive linemen in this draft. Now, there's other guys out there that are pretty good, but there's none like these two at the top. So in Arizona, needs an edge guy that could use an interior guy. So, so for, for, they could use a corner as well. So if they feel like the corner, they can get one of them, then they could possibly do that. It would be Devon Witherspoon from Illinois or Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. I think one of those two you know, could be off the board. Maybe both are still there. So if they're thinking corner guys, they could make that move. If they're thinking Will Anderson Jr., they're not going to make that move. So that, that, that basically determines what happens there. Arizona, how far do they want to drop? One spot or drop down to seven? And if Indianapolis wants to guarantee uh, you know, an elite quarterback and not wait till four, they got to move up that one spot to get them. Mel Kuyper Jr., of course, ESPN draft analyst. His latest mock draft is up on ESPN.com. Mel, Chris and I were talking during the break, a little bit on air too, about the fact when you look at the last 10 to 12 drafts, there's really only... Uh, two quarterbacks at best when you have, you know, three and four that are first-round picks that end up panning out. Are there specific reasons for that being the case, or is it just on a case-by-case basis? It's really hard. Uh, the quarterbacks, when you look at them and you try to figure it all out, sometimes it's where do they go? Are they in the right? So look at Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, went to the perfect team, the 49ers. But in terms of the first round, I remember when Josh Rosen was in the draft with Josh Allen and Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Everybody, oh, he's the most NFL-ready quarterback. What happened there? It didn't work out too good. Uh, Josh Allen, everybody had, you know, were skeptics and doubters. And he's turned out to be the best by miles of that group. Lamar Jackson, people were thinking, oh, is he a wide receiver quarterback? He goes 32. He's been better by miles. Although some of those quarterbacks, and you think about Justin Fields, how he was pushed down. He's been much better than some of the quarterbacks went ahead of him. Justin Herbert's been better than Tua, who went ahead of him. Uh, Josh Allen, as I said, has been a lot better than Baker Mayfield, 10,000 times better than Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. So, uh, again, the quarterback that is overlooked sometimes ends up being the better guy. And sometimes in this draft, we'll see which one of these guys falls just a bit. That remains to be seen, but sometimes if you wait patiently, sometimes it's panned out pretty good for these teams. Mel, staying with the quarterbacks, you have Anthony Richardson from Florida going fifth to the Seattle Seahawks. What makes Anthony Richardson the right fit for Seattle, and what makes Seattle the best place for Richardson in terms of realizing his potential? I think we just hit it. Both, both spots, Chris. Both spots are per- it's, it's perfect for Anthony Richardson. It's perfect for Seattle, in my opinion, because of Seattle having Geno. Geno Smith had a career year. His contract can get out of, and we'll see if he can put string together two, three great years. We don't know that. But you have kind of you know, the win-win with Anthony Richardson. You can develop him. He's not ready. He had just one year at Florida. He did not have a great year. He had some great flashes. The Utah game, the first game, looked like he's going to be the number one pick guaranteed he couldn't maintain that next week he's at 40 percent with a couple picks against Kentucky and he had some games where his accuracy was not good so I think when you look at Anthony Richardson the howitzer for an arm the incredible running ability he just needs to be fine-tuned like Josh Allen needed to be coming out so if he, if he can go to Josh Allen's guys get that type of tutelage then Seattle could have a great great quarterback that could be the heir apparent to Geno Smith or Geno could be the bridge to get to that great quarterback if he doesn't pan out you still have Geno there so I think you got to swing for the Fences at quarterback guys. It was like when they had Joe Flacco in Baltimore, they drafted Lamar Jackson. You had Alex Smith in Kansas City, you drafted Patrick Mahomes. So that type of thing, I think, would be the feeling in Seattle for me going into the draft. Mel Kuyper Jr., ESPN draft analyst with us, Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Mel, um, with the Lions at six, you have them looking into Jalen Carter at that point. Uh, with Carter, is it how are teams viewing him right now after? the nine pounds heavier at pro day, all that stuff overall. 
I went to pro day, Chris Matters. I think I think it, it, football, what he did on the football field, and certainly the off the field concern, the character concern. That's something teams are going to have to do their due diligence on. I know he's the best player in this draft on football ability. Uh, Detroit could use him, obviously, in that interior. That would be a great complementary piece inside. That would Aiden Hutchinson brought them on the outside, on the edge. Uh, certainly, every team from five where Seattle is down to ten where Philadelphia is could use a Jalen Carter. I've talked to teams; they don't think he's going to fall far, if at all. So I put him right where I think he'll go, which is in, like I say, in that 5 to 10 area. And Seattle and, and Detroit, the Raiders, all those teams could be certainly looking at a Jalen Carter. Uh, obviously, the quarterback situation for Seattle or the Raiders could, could get them out of that equation. But then you have other teams, like I say, like Detroit, like Philadelphia 10, Chicago at 9. Those teams could certainly be looking at a great defense, a potentially great defensive tackle like Jalen Carter. Mel, last week Aaron Rodgers came out and said he wants to play for the New York Jets. They have the number 13 overall pick as it stands right now. We'll see what happens, whether they move the pick before the draft. But assuming the Jets do keep number 13, what's the best fit for them knowing that they're going to get Aaron Rodgers there? I think it's Broderick Jones, Chris. I think you look at the offensive tackle from Georgia. Anton Harrison from Oklahoma would be in that mix. Paris Johnson, Jr., Ohio State, if he were there. I had him going a little bit earlier to the Chicago Bears, who need a right tackle. Played left tackle, played right guard. He'd be a right tackle with the Bears. But for Broderick Jones, he's got the incredible you know, physical and athletic ability. At 6'5 and a half, 311 pounds with long arms, ran 4'9'8", played well at left tackle, needs a little bit of work from an offensive line coach. And an offensive line coach look at him and say, I can make him an elite left tackle or right tackle. And for the Jets, that versatility, that athleticism, I think would be very intriguing at 13. That's why I think that pick, to maintain that pick and not give it to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers, a part of that trade is very important, which could be the reason this trade has been held up just a bit. Mel, you've got Jordan Addison from USC and formerly Pitt going to the Giants at 25. How does he fit with Daniel Jones on their offense? He'd give them uh, another big-time weapon. And, of course, they added uh, Waller in free agency. They have some developing young receivers. But I think when you look at what Jordan Addison can do, both he did it at Pitt with Kenny Pickett. He did it at USC with Caleb Williams. He can play in the slot outside. He gives you versatility there. Very good hands. Very good ability after the catch. He's smooth. He didn't test great at the combine, but I think uh, you know he's going to be. He could be the second receiver taken. He could be the fourth receiver taken. I think Jackson Smith and Jigbo, Ohio State, I have being the first receiver off the board. Like I say, you could factor him in second, third, or fourth. There's mixed opinion with all those receivers. Even Jackson Smith and Jigbo, who should be running, uh, I think uh, this week. So and uh, had a good combine in terms of the agility drills and catching the football. So I think that they get Jordan Addison, you get an NFL-ready receiver who's done it, who's, who's really put up big numbers at two different programs. Mel, who's your favorite prospect that you're projecting to go in the first round that people at home might not know? Is Adetamiwa Adabare, Chris. Northwestern. And, and, I mean, you'll love the kid. Yeah. Uh, he's 6'2", 282 with long arms. He's running around a 4'4'9". Chris, you've been around a lot of defensive linemen. I don't know many 285-pounders that can run 4'4'9". And had a 1'6'1'10", did 27 reps, had a 37-and-a-half vertical and a 10'5 broad. And you say, okay, what kind of player is he? Well, he had, he had 27 of his 38 tackles this year with solos. He's had 17-and-a-half tackles for loss over the last two years, 9-and-a-half sacks and four forced fumbles. And when I watched him one Tate, active with his hands, that low base. I loved his speed. He showed that speed in lateral pursuit when he was chasing. He's scheme versatile. I put him down the line. I put him to Dallas at 26. I thought about him at 10 to Philadelphia. I thought about him at 16. It could be 18 to Detroit. I, you know, I gave them once. I gave them Carter. I moved him out of there. So I think he could go 10 to, to 26 in that area, and he is definitely on the rise. 
Uh, Mel, before we let you go, separate fact from fiction here. You and I have had this discussion before, and I've been told it's a little bit overblown on the whole pumpkin pie thing. Are you still doing it every day, or was that just kind of a, an old wives' tale, a myth? Kind of both. I don't eat it every day. I yeah. can't because the store that I, where you get the pumpkin pies from that I prefer doesn't have them all the time. They either sell out or they're not making them every day. During the summer months, they go more to other things other than pumpkin pie. They seem to think maybe it's a Thanksgiving, Christmas, winter thing, maybe. I don't know. Holiday thing. I don't know. But no, I don't eat pumpkin pie every morning. That is a myth. That's not a fact. <laughs> the fact is that I do eat pumpkin pie whenever possible. So if it was possible, guys, to eat it every day, I would. But unfortunately, that's not possible. Outstanding, Mel. (laughs) I've never related to somebody more in my life. (laughs) Mel Kuyper Jr., ESPN draft analyst. Thanks, Mel. Appreciate it. You got two. Take care, guys. Enjoy the man. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. The AutoZone Fix Finder service not only identifies the check engine light code, but it also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. The information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is verified by data from over 5.5 million ASC-certified technicians with over 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. That was a fantastic read, by the way. Thank you. Great job. I do what I can, as clean as could be. Uh, My only problem here, it's not even a problem. I'm struck Mm. by the one phrase in there and Mel talking about the quarterbacks. You have to swing for the fences. Mm. And to me, that's what it... It feels like, and I would just be uneasy going up to the plate at number three, four, five, and taking a swing on Will Levis or Anthony Richardson because it feels like those guys have that more boom or bust aspect to them. Remember, once upon a time, we were saying the same things about Pat Mahomes out of Texas Tech and how'd that work out for Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. We were. We were. This is not revisionist history. Pat Mahomes was looked at as a project, a guy that needed more time to develop. Now, he had more games under his belt than an Anthony Richardson, but he was still viewed in large part as a guy that needed some fine-tuning, and look how that worked out. Josh Allen, similar thing, coming out of Wyoming. So I get what you're saying. It's uncomfortable to be in that position, but that's why you have to have the right infrastructure in place when you're making those types of picks. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. In just moments, last night, 57 from Julius Randle in a Knicks loss. Score 134 (laughs) points and lose. That's unconscionable to me. But nonetheless, it happened. And, of course, it got us to thinking the all-time great performances at Madison Square Garden. We will discuss, we will have a green list, and we will have your reaction at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, the all-time great performances at Madison Square Garden. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Kicks it outside. Randall's thought about a three. Now will slow it down behind the line, dribbling between the legs. Backs up. He tries another three. Oh, my goodness. He hits another one. We are tied at 101. And what we're seeing tonight from Julius Randall is epic. It was a tremendous performance for Julius Randall at Madison Square Garden last night. That, of course, on 98.7 ESPN in New York City. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. So that performance got Canty to thinking this morning about the top all-time performances at Madison Square Garden. Now, there's going to be people that are going to be annoyed with us. And the reason is, we don't have hockey in this. I have Harry Styles on the list, but I don't have hockey on the list. (laughs) No, I don't have Harry Styles on the list, although 15 shows at the Garden is, is pretty darn impressive. But we are primarily basketball, college and pro, on today's green list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right. Today, the top five performances at Madison Square Garden. Number five. They don't have to be individual performances. And when Syracuse and UConn went six overtimes in 2009. Wow. That was a tremendous, that was something tremendous game. And here's the thing. You know you've got me. You know it's a great game if it's two teams that I can't stand. I want them both to lose, (laughs) yet I can't stop watching it. 
because it is that level of epic. There's no question about it, and it makes you miss some of those traditional rivalries that we used to see in that conference. I mean, going back to the old days of the Big East, you don't have that anymore because of conference realignment and all those different things, but that was one of those moments where – I guess it represented the best of what that conference was. I totally agree. That was as good as could be, and that was in the the later stages of it when it, you know, just a year or two before it really, well, two or three years before it really went away. But that was just an epic, epic night at Madison Square Garden. Number four. Steph Curry, 2013. Oh, 54. I remember 54. this. I remember this. You know, Canty, I could have even gone, if I'm going to go Steph Curry, when he broke the three-pointer record, what, last year, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, whatever that was. But Curry with 54 at the Garden back in 2013. And why was it especially epic? Well, because it was against the Knicks. And because yeah. it was... One draft spot away oh, right. from I mean, Steph Curry being That a was Nick. the 2009 draft. Oh. The Knicks had the eighth pick and Golden State having, had the seventh pick. And who did the Knicks end up with? Jordan Hill of Arizona fame. Oof. <laughs> I believe that was uh, an Isaiah Thomas But it's hard to special. feel bad for the Knicks, though, because they took Frank Nilakina over Donovan Mitchell once upon a time. <laughs> that happened, actually. It you did can thank happen. Phil Jackson Number three. for that. Uh, number three, this is one of the great ones that I just remember watching, and Nick fans are going to hate this too. It's Michael Jordan, 55, in his fifth game back. Oh, he's come back. Yeah, yes. I remember that. Jordan, remember of course, that. took the two years off from playing in the NBA to go play baseball. He came back and just five games in. Put up the old double nickel. That was in the 45 jersey, right? It was in the 45 jersey. So 45 put up 55. He was unreal that night. And what made that night especially epic is on the game-winning play, Jordan didn't take the shot. They doubled him, as you would expect, and he passed it to a wide-open Bill Wennington. Now, now, is this this the only appearance by Jordan on the list? It is, believe it or not. I I take offense to it. Because how can you put this over the playoff performance that Jordan had against the Knicks the night after he was at Atlantic City? Yeah, it was pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive. (laughs) Listen, to try to narrow down great performances at Madison Square Garden. By Michael Jordan. Yes. (laughs) This to me was more about the fact that the dude is just, he has been out of the game. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. For two years and five games back, 10 days in, here's 55. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Number two. Everybody calls it the Willis Reed game. I, I know. What it meant to have Willis come out of the tunnel. Wilt was not happy, was obviously peering into the tunnel every five seconds in Game 7, 1970 mm-hmm. to see if Willis is coming out. He comes out, he puts the first two baskets in, doesn't play again. This is not the Willis game. That was the Clyde Frazier game, not the Bald Willis in game. That game. Clyde had 36 points and 19 assists Bald. in a Game 7 to win a championship in 1970. Willis gets all the love for the attention. That's the Clyde Frazier game. How much pressure did Willis take off of Clyde Frazier by coming out there and playing in the opening minutes? It, it helped. Yeah. It helped. It helped immensely. And it certainly got into the that heads. Was, that was a young of, Clyde Frazier yep. now. Young Clyde Frazier. And that, it certainly got into the heads of the Lakers. There's yeah. no doubt about that, especially Wilt. Number one. There's, there can only be one number one. There's it's got to be Reggie Miller. Only it's got to be Reggie Miller. There is only it's one. It's got to be Reggie one. Miller. It is Reggie Miller. Eight points in nine seconds. 
And, the and most also, you got to throw the choke, the choke symbol that oh, Reggie Miller did to Spike Lee. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, as a kid, this was one of those that was like gut-riching for the Knicks. Because you got to remember the year before – the Knicks had beaten the Indiana Pacers in the conference finals yep. to go to the NBA finals. Patrick so, was unbelievable in game seven. Exactly. That was yep. a seven-game series. So this one ended up being another seven-game series in the Eastern Conference semis. And it got started off with Reggie Miller with this epic comeback. Because I oh. want to say the Knicks were up 105-99 with 20, seconds, correct. with 20 seconds left. Yep. Left The Knicks missed a pair of free throws in there in that span. Yep. And Reggie Miller took advantage of it. Yep. Hit a couple free throws and then also hit the two threes. Oh, had the steal in there. The corner three was just a dagger, it was, man. It, it was, was a dagger. It is not just one of the all the greatest performance at Madison Square Garden I've ever seen, but it was one of the all time great performances, period. Yeah. That we have ever seen. In just moments, my friend, speaking of amazing performances, there was one last night, not from Julius Randle, but from the presumptive MVP. That's next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.